who are your customers? Might seem like a silly question, but if you don't have a clear picture of who your ideal customers are, you're going to have a bear of a time targeting them. In this episode, we give you the lowdown on buyer personas. We'll chat about what they are, why you need them, and how you can craft them for your business. Are you a startup founder or CMO trying to grow your brand? There's good news. You're not the first. Our growth team is committed to learning and earning the skills and strategies high growth companies have used to build their businesses. And now we're sharing them with you. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. All right, welcome to Growth Team Radio. I am your host today, Chris Dubois, CEO at Lean Labs. And this episode, I am joined by Sean Samanini, growth marketer here at Lean Labs, so that we can talk about buyer personas. Sean, how's it going? Hey, I'm happy to be here. How are you? Great. And uh, so we tried recording this intro once already. I made a comment about Sean's accent, making him sound smarter than me, and then I had to stop the recording because I couldn't stop laughing about various <laughs> things. But we're going to keep it together and get you some valuable insights on buyer personas. And as yes. always, we like starting with the definition. So Sean, I'm just going to jump right into it with you. What is a buyer persona? And can you give some examples? Uh, so people have different opinions on this, but the but the general idea is that um, you can think of a buyer persona as a single person that you're trying to reach um, with your messaging. So um, you create a buyer persona. It can be fictional, but it's not always. Um, and, and although it is fictional, it's based on somebody that you're trying to reach, right? So that could be customers that you already have. Um, it could be somebody brand new, depending on what you're launching to market. Um, but generally, you're trying to speak to one person. Right. That's my definition. Perfect. I'll take it. So why don't we talk uh, just your history around buyer personas? Mm. Um, yes, I think like the thing that, you, that buyer personas is, is, is kind of the first thing I think of when I'm doing any kind of marketing, right? It's like, who am I trying to speak to? Because... Um, there's a, there's a saying I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's like you you either speak to one person or you speak to no one. So if if you're trying to speak to too many people, your message won't reach anybody really because it's too generic. Um, and so the whole thing is that you're trying to speak to this one person. So whenever I'm writing any kind of copy, um, I'm writing blogs, I'm writing landing pages, uh, website pages. I'm always thinking right, who am I speaking to? I've got the buyer persona in mind. So I know who my who my message is trying to reach, um, and I think that goes for any kind of marketing work that you're doing. It's like the, the customer is the main character, not your company. So, you know, you need to treat them as the person you're trying to speak to. Everything you're doing is directed at them. Gives you a target, I guess. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, what yeah. what specifically with buyer personas are you looking at in order to be able to craft that message? Um. So. There's there's kind of two ways of looking at it. The the first way is to get into the like what I call the graphics. Um, so you've got like the the to to build a buyer persona, you can think like um granular. So you've got demographics. So it might be you remember you're trying to create a person here. So you're trying to create an actual persona. So uh, demographics would be like what their location is, what the role at their company is, um, or or their title, um, and what industry they're in, right? 
then you've got firmographic. So what type of um, organization are they a part of? How many clients do they have? What's their what's their revenue? Who are their competitors? Um, and then psychographic. And this is the big one. Uh, what's their like dreams, desires, um, how they want to work, where they want to go, you know, what do they believe? Because that's where you're going to kind of um, really hone your messaging to. It's like the, the psychographic stuff. And then outside of that is, again, the last one is technographic. So whether they're open to like adopting new technology, what their kind of experiences with technology, um, if they've used premium tools in the past, if you're trying to sell them a premium tool, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, as I said, the, the, the most important one is the psychographic. Um, and there's a reason for that. So one of my favorite quotes um, is from Eugene Schwartz who's a very famous copywriter, if, if you know him. Um, if you don't know him, go and read his stuff, Eugene's watch, he's great. Um, so he talks about like copy can't create desire for a product. So that's the, the first part of the quote, right? Copy cannot create desire for a product. So if you're relying just on the copy that you've got in your head to create desire for someone to buy your product, that's not, that's not gonna happen. The full quote is, copy cannot create desire for a product. It can only take the hopes, dreams, fears, and desires that already exist in the hearts of millions of people and focus those already existing desires into that particular product. So yeah. have I gone too far on a tangent there? Or is that like, no. so yeah. It's essentially like the the whole demand gen argument, right? Or like mm. there's a debate. Can, can you create demand? And like, yeah, I believe you can't. You can channel that mm. demand, but like, unless you're literally creating a problem for someone, you can't demand they already have their needs that need to be filled we're just trying to show why they should come to us uh, yeah and i think sometimes people, people focus on that too much like on the the whole pain points thing because they they, they think that you like you need to have pain points but but they don't take into consideration the actual person that has the pain points it's like so then you end up creating like you said creating pain points rather than actually thinking about the person that has the pain points right. if that makes sense yeah yeah yeah. And I mean, further building on that, it's like everyone wants to go with the pain, but like you brought up some good points when you're looking at the psychographics, like what are their goals and wants? Maybe yeah. we don't talk about the pain at all. And we just focus on those, those positive things. Um, yeah. Specifically. So like we've done that with social media where running an ad about something super painful where you have to convince them and like change their way of thinking is going to be way harder than aligning with the way the goal they already have and that they want to achieve. Um, so yeah. like click rates generally go up when you approach that way instead of a different, um, okay, let's talk building, building out an actual buyer persona, right? What are the types of question you just went, gave me an awesome list of like everything we should be looking at. Um, but how are you going through like, I don't know, stepwise or just like, what are you thinking through when you want to actually build out, flesh out a buyer persona? Um, I definitely look at the 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 graphics as I call them, like the demographics, firmographics, psychographics, technographics. Um, but it's more like before I even do that, I think, right, what what do I need to get across? Like the big thing is like product, product market fit, right? Like we want to first off make sure that our product is hitting the right market, right? So it's like, and we want to dominate that market almost. So like Google dominates search engines at the moment chat gpt um but <laughs> i mean they still dominate but you know um but yeah so like 
the first thing I'm thinking is, is like, right, this market I'm going into, who are the people that are in this market before I even try and build out the buyer persona? So if my product fits a certain, solves a certain problem, I need to know who's in that market. And then I can kind of build a buyer persona. So it's like market research um, is a big one, competitors. Um, and then really current customers is like a great one to go to. If you can... If you can speak to your current customers and like ask them why they chose you, um, what problems you solve for them, um, and you can also speak to people that didn't choose you. I think that's always that, that that's quite a good play as well, yeah. right? Like, why didn't you choose us? Um, what about our message didn't land with you, or you know, what about our product wasn't wasn't right for you? Stuff like that. So yeah, just going into the industry and looking at competitors, um, and then it's like those. Then it's asking those questions. Um, what are their interests? What are their problems and pain points? Like you can still talk about that. And um, what are their jobs to be done? So that's a big one. It's like, um, what what result do they want to get? If they're having a problem, what's the result they want to get? And why do they want to get that result? That's what I start to build out. And that's those are just th like three simple questions you can ask yourself. Um, what's the problem? What result do they want to get? Why do they want to get that result? If you can start with those three questions, I think you can start to build a persona quite easily. Right. And then are you just continuously like adding to your personas or are you doing like a deliberate, we're going to get everything done in like, you know, this week, figure out who this person is, all that, and then go test it. Or is this like a continuous, you know, process? It, it's a bit of both. I think you need to, need to you, know, you can't create too many buyer personas maybe you've got like three to five um and you want to have those like nailed down to start with because if you don't have a that that person in mind then you're sending like you can't create your message properly right but you need to keep adding to those personas like over time so you need to ask yourself periodically is my buyer persona too vague um do i have too many buyer personas um, has my has my business or my buyer persona changed? I think that's a good question to ask. Um, and also things like how how long is your sales cycle? Because that because that could change the way your buyer persona acts in the buyer journey. So I think that's something to think about as well. Um, but yeah, like I, you you do need one one or two that you can go right. This is definitely who I'm trying to reach, and then you right. can create messaging around that. Awesome. Um, all right, let's let's take this in a bit of a different direction. What Ooh. do businesses get wrong about buyer personas? What do businesses get wrong? Um, I'd say one thing is stopping at demographics, and I did this early on as a marketer. It would be like, well, I'm trying to create a buyer persona, so I'm just going to go with like you know. What, what what are the demographics and then what's my product and it's like you just have those two things um but that that doesn't paint a full picture so like i think sometimes companies can get wrong that they 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 don't think about emotions and feelings and aspirations it's just like this is my target demographic i'm looking at you know i i used to have a i used to have my own business it was a gym um and when i first started looking at buyer personas, it was like, right, I'm looking for 30 to 50 year old men who want to lose weight. Like that was it. Right. So I'd be like, Oh, now I'm going to craft messaging and talk to these people. Right. But actually 
when you think about it, it's like you'd start to dig deeper. So what are their emotions and feelings and aspirations? Why do they want to lose weight? Um, and it might be because they want to look better. Well, why do you want to look better? Because I want more confidence. Why do you need more confidence? Because I feel underconfident right now. I don't feel good about myself. And then you start like digging deeper. And eventually, for me anyway, I used to get to the point where it would be, I used to work with a lot of dads and they'd say, I want to be around for my kids for the rest of their life that is there you know that's who i'm speaking to when i'm trying to put fitness stuff out there right my, my messaging is like do you want to be able to run around with your kids and live like live a long life and that's going to speak to them on a on a deep level so i think yeah it's like don't be superficial really get into what people are actually struggling with what their dreams and aspirations are um and and the other thing is like logic. I think companies use logic a lot where they need to use emotion because people make decisions based on emotion and they try and justify it with logic generally. Maybe I'm generalizing there, but you know, I think a lot of time it's like buy our products because it will do this for you. But actually it's like you want this result and it's, and it's, and it's all about you. I think that, that, that needs to be the message. You know, you are the person needs this result. And our product might help you get there. Yeah. So I like, and this is right example, right? For where mm-hmm. actually having a, a clear buyer persona would, would come in handy. Um, this, uh, was it? This is marketing, I think, by Seth Godin. Mm-hmm. I might be getting the title wrong. Uh, but anyways, he uh, he has the great example, and it, it's been used elsewhere before, but where, like, no one goes out to just buy a drill bit, right? They have, they're buying mm-hmm. a drill bit, so they need to put a, hole in the wall why do they need a hole in the wall because they need to hang a shelf is there and you keep boiling it down and eventually it's like because their wife has been asking them for this for months and they're finally like i'm (laughs) gonna get it done they're gonna feel that the praise and like the status elevation of like accomplishing something um so like we need to hit that emotion but at the same time there's there is like the chance uh like there are you go talk to any of our the developers on our team right Mm -hmm. like the nerds if they're going to buy a computer they're looking at the specs of that computer. They're not looking for like, how is it going to make me feel when I'm super fast and productive? Mm-hmm. They're looking at like how many gigahertz of RAM <laughs> and all of these like big techie words are like working out. And so like for their demographic, right. And their psychographics and like everything else um, that does matter to them. And so it's like, there mm-hmm. is value in, in having that. You just need to be able to know your audience for when to use it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, yeah definitely and 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 then like one thing that i've um really thought about recently um and i can thank kevin for this when we're talking about like message market match it's like the 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 person you're speaking to needs to be able to see themselves see themselves in your story right and so like you said there like some people will be like really kind of like technographic and that and you need to speak to them on that level and there's going to be basically three responses to when um when when your message lands in the market it's going to be so what like that's the first one is going to be so what like why is your product different from competitors you know fine like this is this is your product but why is it different the second one's going to be um bs i don't believe you <laughs> like i don't believe that that's going to do what it says it does and then that's me your customer sees themselves and they want to know more about how you can help them. And those are the people you're trying to reach, right? So however you need to reach them, 
if it is like you said if you're trying to sell a really technical solution then you need to speak to them in their language i don't think it like that you need to find a balance and like this is where it, it can become but it's too much advice out there like it's it can become a, a bit like you know you're listening to too right. many different people yeah no definitely the the one that i often see is like remove techno babble right like mm. get rid of like don't don't use big words because you're going to lose people yeah. like no you're yeah. only going to lose the people who like don't speak that techno babble like if you're exactly. talking to tech nerds um like maybe that is the language you want to use otherwise you're not going to get credibility that you actually yeah. know what you're talking about and so uh um, yeah yeah definitely i think having your your buyer persona actually fleshed out so you know what words what language they use and mm-hmm. how they want to uh to see it would definitely come in handy um yeah. Yeah. what uh let, let's keep moving on here so what data mm-hmm. Uh, could you examine to determine if you need to refine or kind of like recalibrate your buyer personas? Um, so like I mentioned earlier, um, you've got to ask yourself certain questions like, um, is your buyer persona too vague? Because when when you first do it, you might think this is awesome. But then you might come back to it six months later and think, oh, like I've missed a bunch of stuff there or like this is really vague this is you know this isn't going to speak to the person i want to speak to or just things have changed like maybe your business has changed maybe your buyer persona has changed um so like data wise just just keep looking at, at that kind of stuff um, but then you can also look at things like um landing page conversions cta rates like if you're putting stuff out there but but people aren't taking action on it why not is it is it the ctas or is it the messaging? Like, you know, are you, are you getting the messaging wrong? Is it just not resonating with your audience? Um, that's when you need to start asking yourself, am I speaking to the right audience? I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. I got a last question for you. Hmm. What teams internally, right, or maybe even just players within those teams should be involved in the, the process of actually crafting uh, buyer personas? Um. I think anyone that has has an effect on who your clients are going to be and then client facing teams. So I would say obviously marketing is the biggest one, right? Because marketing is going to be crafting the messaging, crafting the copy that's speaking to your buyer personas. But say your sales team should have a big say, I think. Like we need that marketing and sales alignment because they actually speak to people. Um, and you know, they do the sales calls, right? So it's like, they, they know what the objections people have. They know what concerns people have. They know what makes people tick. They know maybe what triggers people to say yes. Um, all of that kind of stuff. And they can then feed back what they need from marketing. Mm -hmm. Like they might need certain, you know, eBooks or something that pushes your, your buyer persona along the buyer journey, right? What gets them from a marketer qualified lead to a sales qualified lead like sales can help you create things for that um and then lastly i'd say customer service team um because they're fielding stuff all day like support tickets and things you know they can see what people are struggling with when it comes to your product or um like general things that that crop up a lot um so i think all those teams yeah kind of feed feed, feed into creating a buyer persona yeah. Awesome. Okay. I think that wraps it up. Uh, thank you so much for chatting with me today, Sean. 
Thanks for uh, having me. I this, yeah, I think this is going to be a great, great starting place for a lot of people to have uh, some insights into buyer personas and how they can start building out their own. Uh, for everyone listening, thank you for that. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. And until next time, this has been Growth Team Radio. Want to grow your business? Try to find the right path to do it? Well, we've got the answers. Go to stopscaling.com. Yes, you heard right. Go to stopscaling.com where we'll show you the exact way to grow your business this year.